0: A candy bar to a $25 gift card. There's some pretty cool options on here. So you just come up here, say who you are, who you invited, and spin that wheel. Is it on? Yes, it is. All right. Who'd you invite? No, you have to ask my name. Okay. Well, you've done this like six times because you invite people all the time. So, (laughs) fine. She likes to talk about herself. (laughs) So, what's your name? Jada. Oh, Jada,
1: Jada. who did you
0: invite? Rhiannon. Rhiannon? Yeah. That's a cool name. Okay, go ahead. And spin that wheel. Yeah. 18, we've got a a coffee mug. You have one of those yet? Yeah, can I get the cup instead? Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. All right, it's what again? What's the name? Rhiannon. Rhiannon. I wanted to say Rhiannon. A little bit extra, Rhiannon. Okay, go ahead and spin that wheel. Oh, you can pick which one you want. We'll do one of those cups or a candy bar. All right, go ahead, and grab them. All right, come on up here. Well, what's your name? Erica. <laughs> uh, if nobody knows. Erica, this is Erica. Who did you invite? Kayleen. Kayleen. Okay, go ahead and spin that wheel. close. You get a sticker. woo Refuge sticker. Okay, go ahead and um, I'll grab it here. Oh, it's not that one. I'll put it on my water bottle that I forgot. Yeah. You know I do that. Every once in a while. should be in here. Yep. There you go. I got more stickers on the way. I had to order new ones. You guys are cleaning me out. <laughs> All right, go ahead and... Spin that wheel. Woo-hoo. That's a good one. Ah, oh, super close. That's the 25 one. That's why they're all cheering for it. Well, you get a $5 gift card. So there you go. Okay. You like DQ? I mean, who doesn't like Dairy Queen, right? There you go. All right, yeah, thank you. All right, let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand. It can be intimidating coming up here. I'm very scary sometimes. Just ask my children. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So, got a couple announcements to make. First one is desperation. We got a video up there if you want to play it. Woo! Some are excited. Who's excited for Desperation Conference? Yeah! yeah. Okay. If you don't know the spiel, I'll give it quick. It's 4:50 to go. We go down to Desperation Conference in Colorado Springs. There is a website if you want to just look it up yourself for info. But this is a conference that goes for three days. I'm going to say three days. We are gone for five days. Everyone say five days. We leave on a Monday, July 10th, and we get back on the 14th, okay? And for this conference, we drive down there, we caravan, and we torture our leaders (laughs) a little little bit. (laughs) Uh, I need to have them sign a waiver this year. (laughs) So, if you want more information on this, Talk to some of the people that were cheering, they went, they can talk to you about it, but if you are interested in going, there is a sign up at the round table back there in the corner, okay, and there's permission slips as well as code of conduct, what we say you're agreeing to if you want to be on this trip, there's some rules that you got to follow, don't be stupid, (laughs) you wouldn't boo these rules if you came, (laughs) I'm just saying, <laughs> they're there for a reason. Yes, we're going to go to Elitch Gardens, it's a theme park, beforehand, and then we'll go hear some awesome sermons all about Jesus. Yes, Sarah. They are sold at $25 a piece this time, so that's 18 okay? So each card, you get every penny of it for your trip, and so far... I've only gotten money from one youth for this thing. It's not actually. Oh no, he's not the motivated one in the family. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah, it's 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 Josh every time. Yes. It's where it's got roller coasters and all that stuff. It's it's those places. Six Flags is a theme park. That's an amusement park. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So. Um, so that's, again, is July 10th to the 14th. Let me see my other announcements here. I need to, give me one second here. Thanks, Luke. Never mind, I guess I'm just going to have to leave it like that. So next announcement I have for you is in two weeks. Everyone say two weeks. weeks. Actually, wait a second. Is the 31st three weeks away? Let me take a look. Okay, three weeks. Everyone say three weeks. weeks. I tried to do it two weeks away, but that didn't work. So in three weeks, we're joining the other youth groups in town to go bowling. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay? We're going to join Journey Church, we're going to join Butte Community Bible Church, and the Catholic youth group is going to be joining us too, It's pretty cool. So, four youth groups, and I think there's going to be some youth from Compassion Church as well, I haven't got that confirmed from them yet, but it's going to be on the 31st, it's the last Wednesday of this month, okay? So it's literally the last day of the month. Yes, we're going to go to Star Lanes to do bowling, and we're going to do just normal standard time when we meet here at 6.30. Okay, so 6.30 over there. Go to the bowling alley. Have your parents bring you there. If you need a ride there from youth, you know what to do. Talk to them. Talk to a youth leader, okay? And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast, and I'm going to win. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We all know who the competitive ones are. (laughs) Okay. do You guys, you need to know the cost of this, okay? We're going to do two games. It's three and a half bucks a game, and we're doing two, so how much does that come to? Seven dollars. Bring seven dollars that's... All the costs that you need, unless you want to buy food and stuff there, okay, because they usually have food there, and you don't have to worry about shoes. They said because the amount of people that we got going, the shoe cost is not a part of it. don't got to worry about it. It's just paying for the games, okay? What's that? I didn't hear that. (laughs) Uh, No, not barefoot, please. (laughs) No. So... Again, that's on the 31st of this month, okay? It's coming up quick. And then if you need discount cards, talk to me afterwards. I will get you discount cards to sell to raise support for desperation because it's a lot of money. And these things, I'm telling you now, if you're nervous about doing fundraisers or you're like, man, that sounds lame or a lot of work, this is a piece of cake. It does not take much to sell these. Yes. Yes, Nevaeh. What if you what? Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Whoever sells the most, listen up. Hey, this is important. Whoever sells the most, and I stayed true to this last year, gets $100, okay? I'm just gonna give you a $100 bill. I mean, 100 bucks. okay? Who wants $100? Raise your hand. So, whoever sells the most of these gets 100 bucks. okay? Ayasha sold the most. I want to say she sold over a hundred. It was amazing. I mean, I think she sold like a third of the cards that we sold all together as a youth group. It was pretty impressive. Yes, CJ? I will get you some cards to sell afterwards, okay? Is it a question about cards? Save it for after, okay? We got to get rolling here. Okay. Uh, last announcement. Ask later. Last announcement is Youth Sunday. Everyone say Youth Sunday. Sunday. This is a Sunday in the year that's all youth focused. It's focused on you guys. It's about the youth ministry. It's about talking about what's going on, and you guys ministering to the church. You guys are the church. And there's been some amazing youth Sundays in years past, and this year's going to be no exception. So the Sunday we have this on is the first Sunday in June, which I believe it's June 5th, but let me double-check, 4th. It's June 4th, okay? So for this, I've got something I'll have you guys sign up if you want to be a part of it. It's part of my sermon today, and, and I'll let you know what it's about. And then... We have different involvement that you can be a part of. You can come up here and do the prayer time after worship. It's called transition. That was what uh, John did today. So we do that on Sundays. If that's something you're interested in doing, you can do that. And if you don't want to do it by yourself because you're like, man, standing in front of 150 people is terrifying. I don't want to do that. Well, one service times two. So, if that's something that makes you nervous and you're like, man, I don't want to do that unless somebody's up there with me, we can definitely talk to you about that, okay? And we do have announcements, and I believe Erica did them two years ago with Caitlin, right? The announcements. <laughs> Let me just say, we got some of the best bloopers ever as a result of that. It was great. <laughs> but, oh yeah, we've got the recordings. I'll, I'll play it sometime soon. <laughs> But if you want to do announcements, it can be recorded so that you can get it right and then have it up there without all of the embarrassment, if you want, okay? But if you want to do it live, you can also do that too, like I'm doing right now. So if that's something you're interested in doing, you can do that. We also have people to do ushering, to come up and take the offering, pass the baskets that get around the sanctuary for people to do offering. As well as, yes, that's coming. There's a skit that I'm going to be doing in my sermon that I want you guys to be a part of. So, anyways. Yeah! So that is that. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'd be done for that. Um, I mean, we want to have you guys as involved as possible, and that includes on the worship team. I'm sure Katie's already planning to have the worship be youth involved. Okay? I'm sure Ellie's going to be up there and crush it, right? Is she in here? Oh, she's right. (laughs) Usually you're like right in the front row and there's nobody there. So that's all right. Okay, so I'm going to pray and then we'll get underway here because it's already 7.20. So all right, let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us and that you are able and want to speak to us all the time. It's just a matter of if we're listening. So, God, I just pray that we would have ears to hear what you want to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone say amen. Okay, bear with me. This was a challenging week for me. So my notes are kind of loose. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. But we are in a series right now. Who remembers the name of the series? Yes, Jordan. Jordan. Yes, ALF at the movies, and what did I speak on last week? There was a movie I, it was Lord of the Rings, yes, and what was it all about? Movie stuff, no. I shared a lot of scripture, yes. Yes, doing what we can with the time we're given, those are the wise, wise words of Gandalf. And, and I just thought it was very fitting. How many of you know we got time on our hands, and it's up to us what we do with it, right? Yeah. And I hope you guys make the best choices you can with your time. I know sometimes we don't, but the Lord is good. He's gracious. His mercy is new every morning, and it's given to us to make the most with every day. Every day we get up. Amen? So, today... I am going to be speaking on a concept that comes from the movie Shazam. Who's seen the movie Shazam? Raise your hand. It's been, been a little while since it's come out, but it's a, it's a pretty good movie. And in this movie, there's a kid by the name of Billy Batson. And just to, if you haven't seen the movie or if you need a refresher, this kid is endowed with incredible powers. Just amazing superpowers I mean this there's like a list of amazing powers that he's got he's like on par with Superman at least, okay, and it's all given to a teenager. all right, she's giving me a hint. If you got a paper Bible, hold it up. <laughs> you got a paper bible? you gotta have a paper bible. yeah, I see it CJ. don't worry. <laughs> Jordan, anyone else, anyone else? I know you did. You shouldn't have left it. What? What? Ask for it? You asked for it because I told you you left it here, and you said, I did? You didn't even know you left it here. Give it to her. No, I was tossing it back. Did you get one? Oh. Oh. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Brandon, I know that's yours. <laughs> Whoops. Wow, they got one. Is that a notebook? That's not a Bible. That's a notebook. <laughs> Here. Sorry. I'll give you a different one. Here. Sam. Give that back. Okay. You like high chews? No. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. No, I said paper Bible. Okay, back to the movie. Leslie's going to hate me for this recording. (laughs) So with the movie, Billy Batson is given these amazing powers. Here's the thing. He's a 14-year-old. He's a teenager. What would you guys do if you were given superpowers? I mean, he was given the ability to, like, he was impervious to bullets, okay? He could get shot in the face with a gun, and it didn't do anything. He could fly. He could, what else could he do? He could do lightning. He could do lightning. He could do lightning. lightning with my hands. Lightning with my hands. <laughs> That's in the movie. It's pretty funny. What would you guys do with those superpowers? You would help people. Keep hidden? Yeah. I I keep them hidden. Tegan would keep them hidden. He wouldn't do anything with them. <laughs> or would you? It is pretty deadly. He he shot lightning into the sky and it came down on a bus and he had to go save all the people. Because he caused a, a bus accident. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, I think this movie, listen up, okay? I think this movie does a great job of giving a picture of what it would look like if a teenager would have superpowers. I, I mean, I'll be honest. But I think some of you think, there's some of you here that would help people. Yes, Absolutely. I think some of you would be like, man, I'm going to go have some fun with this. I'm going to mess around. I'm going to do some stuff that might get me into trouble. Or I'm just going to make a fool of myself. And who cares because my identity is concealed. Nobody knows it's me. So, yes, writer. There's also a bald guy. Yes, there was. The bald guy was... This bald guy was evil, but not all bald guys are evil. It's just strangely in the comics it seems like everyone is. Yeah, Lex Luthor. I was thinking the same thing. So, I got a f- the first clip I have for you is this conversation that Billy Batson has with his foster sister. He lives in a foster home, and. He's had a very troubled life, like most superheroes, right? And he's having this conversation with her because she's having this hard time because she's about to go off to college. She's got this acceptance letter in the mail, and it says that she's been accepted at this college, which should be awesome, right? But she opens this letter, sees that she's accepted into college, and she's troubled. She's like, I don't know what to do. Because I want to go, but I also don't want to leave. There's people here that I love. I have family here, and I'm scared to step out. I'm scared to do something else. And I'm scared to leave these people. Because what if I go there, and I don't find the family I have here? So, let's go ahead and play this scene. So... Are those some real wise words coming from this superhero, or does this sound like it's coming from a troubled teenager who's full of himself and doesn't trust people? <laughs> right? I mean, did you see the look on her face when she's like, "What do you want to do? Just live in a group home the rest of your life?" Just like, aren't you like a superhero? Aren't you supposed to like be awesome and tells me the words I need to hear and helps me with my great trouble? No, she, she didn't. So, there's a phrase he says in there. He says, you do you. Have you guys ever heard that before? It's something that goes around in our culture a lot. Oh, don't worry about it. You, know, you do you. You do whatever makes you happy. I mean, don't worry about anybody else. Well, I think that that's actually a big part of the problem with our society, is nobody cares about what anyone else thinks. They do whatever the heck they want and just don't care about the consequences. They say, you know, you can do whatever you want. You know, just let everyone just forget them. Look out for number one. Well, who's number one? That's the big question. According to him, number one is who? It's yourself. Well, if everyone just looked out for themselves, family would be kind of pointless, right? What would the purpose of family be? If everyone looked out for themselves. Do you think these are words that Jesus himself would say? I mean, he equated these words to who? (laughs) To Gandhi, right? Or Yoda. Yeah, maybe Yoda. Maybe Yoda said it. In Romans 15... Verses 1 through 3, Paul is talking to the church in Rome, hence the name, Romans. So he's talking to the church in Rome, and he's giving them some advice towards the end of the book, Okay, towards the end of this letter, which is a very long letter. I don't think anyone's ever gotten many letters this long. (laughs) But he sends this letter to Rome. And this is what it says. It says, In the NIV translation, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please what? Ourselves. Ourselves. What? I thought we were supposed to please ourselves. I thought we were supposed to make ourselves happy. I thought this life was supposed to be the pursuit of happiness. It's in our Constitution, right? It's in the Declaration of Independence. Independence. We the people. Well, this here actually kind of paints a different picture, right? It says, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for who's good? They're good. It actually says we're supposed to please them for them. It's not even supposed to be this manipulative pleasing them to actually have us benefit from it, and get something good out of it. Now, you might get something good out of it, but that's not to be the motivation. You're not supposed to help other people so that you yourself get something back for it. So here, he goes on and says, For even Christ, this is the big part, Even Christ did not please who? Himself. Jesus lived on this earth for 33 years. Even as a teenager. He was a teenager at one point. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine a teenager not living to please themselves? Just writer? I mean, that would be incredible. But I've met teenagers that are like that. There are some on this planet that live to actually please other people. And they're amazing, amazing people. This is, for even Christ did not please himself. But, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. This is taking a scripture from the Old Testament to say that it was prophesied, that he was actually going to bear the insults of humanity on himself. When people insult you, forbearing Christ's name. Jesus is saying, I'll take the pain. I will take it. I'll take the burden. They may be insulting you, but ultimately, it's because of who you follow, which is me. That's what Jesus is saying, okay? Paul is painting a picture that is very, very contrary to culture today. It's contrary to our sinful nature that says, look out for you. This life, if you want true happiness, you seek after it and get it at whatever cost. That's not the gospel. Jesus came and he lived a life not to please himself, but to please ultimately God and then to bring us pleasure by bringing us salvation because he knew the only way to actually bring them true joy and fulfillment and satisfaction is to make them able to come into God's presence once again and to be able to be with him for all eternity. And so he paid the penalty that we deserved. In 1 Corinthians 9, actually, I'm going to go to Philippians first. Go to Philippians. There it is. Philippians 2, if you got your Bibles, Philippians chapter 2. And this, this here is an incredibly powerful passage. I want you to know that if you've got trouble in your relationships with people, relationships in your family, friendships, whatever it might be, this is key to having one that makes all the difference, that's a good relationship, healthy friendships, healthy relationships that you have in your family okay philippians 2 3 through 5 new living translation says don't be selfish don't try to impress others that's hard right that's exactly what billy batson did with his superpowers all he wanted to do was just waltz on the street impressing everybody hey check me out i can make lightning can you do that no i'm pretty sweet right That's all he did. He went around. He had incredible powers to change the world. And all he wanted to do was change his world. Change him. Make him what everybody wanted to see. What everyone wanted to have their picture with. It was all about him. Yeah, $5 a picture. (laughs) Probably be more now, right? Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others be humble it means don't think you're all that thinking of others as what better than, better than yourself this is a big part of the problem today we think we're the best even in the church this happens where we're like man our church is awesome Compared to that one down the street, man, our church is way better than theirs. We're way cooler than them. Check out our church. We're sweet. We put up a tent every summer. (laughs) Right? But this can happen. It happens in the church. It happens with youth groups. It happens us versus them. It's part of the reason that people don't share their faith. They're like, man, I'm not going to go talk to them. It's what Jonah did. I'm not going to go talk to these people. They're the worst. They suck. I said suck. (laughs) I know, John. Sorry. (laughs) So here's what it says. Think of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but to the interests of others. It's The exact opposite of the words that he said, right? He's like, man, look out for number one. Well, this says everybody else is number one but you. This is actually making them number one and saying, I'm second. I am not first. I take the back seat and everybody else gets the front. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And like I said in the verse before, Christ did not live to what? Please himself. He lived to please others. And I think this is something that gets in the way of inviting people into the family of God. It gets in the way of evangelizing to people, sharing your faith with others. Because you look out for yourself. You say, no, no, that's actually kind of scary to go talk to somebody. What if something goes wrong? What if they do something to me? What if there's a problem with me sharing my faith and then my reputation gets on the line? What if people make fun of me? What if people start doing stuff at school to rub my name through the mud it makes me look like a fool i don't want to look like a fool what do i do so i've got this video to show you guys and this is what it's all about eight reasons why i don't share my faith it's right behind the speaker there the shadow <laughs> so this video mind you it's a little dated okay <laughs> but it's super funny And this video specifically, we're not going to do all eight reasons for Youth Sunday, but I want to use some of them and do a skit up here in front of the church with you guys part of it regarding these reasons why you don't share your faith. I'm going to use this in my sermon for Youth Sunday. So go ahead and take a listen. So if you want to be a part of this skit on Youth Sunday, I got a clipboard over here. John's got it right now. He's going to pass it around and write your name down, and put your number on there too, so I can contact you about it, okay? So, you guys relate to any of those? I know I even do sometimes, but really, in a nutshell, the number one reason, like, it all comes down to this one thing of why people don't share their faith. They are looking to please themselves and not God. They're looking to please themselves before they're looking to please Jesus. I mean, I look at that with myself. If I feel this impression inside me to bring up Jesus to somebody, to talk to them about faith, about church, about Christianity, and I don't say anything, it's all because I'm looking out for me. I don't want ridicule. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be turned down. I don't want to get into some discussion and I'm like, I don't know how to answer that. What do I do? He's going to hell, right? (laughs) That's what it says in the video. Pretty funny. But that's really what it comes down to, right? The reason why we don't use what we're given, which is faith, which is belief in Jesus, which is really the power to save your soul, is because we're looking out for ourselves. It's the same thing that he was doing in the movie Shazam. He was only concerned about himself. He's like, you know, just look out for number one. You do you. I mean, I don't care about anybody else. It doesn't matter. It's not important. But that's not the message of truth. It's not the message of the gospel. In 1 Corinthians 9, I'm going to pull this one up now, Luke, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And I'm going to do verse 19, and then jump to 22 and 23. Okay? So there's a little bit in between that it's 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 good, it's important. It it says what a little more context to it, but I don't think it's all that necessary to share with you guys now. But you can read it for yourself. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19, 22, and 23, New Living Translation, it says, "Even though I am a free man with no master." I have become a slave to all people. Now, he's saying master in regards to people. He says all the time, I'm a slave to God. I am, I am his servant. He is my master. Okay, so that's not what he's talking about. He's saying, nobody's really in charge of me on this planet. And also, I'm free to make my own decisions. He says, even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people. That is not looking out for number one, right? I've become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. That's the whole motivation he has. I've made myself a slave to everybody to bring them to the saving knowledge of Jesus. That's why I live my life now. He says, when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. Man, that is totally contrary to, To what we ourselves want to do. If somebody's suffering. You go. Oh man. That's got to be hard. I'm going to just go walk away. Ignore you. Not ever see you again. Because that makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Right? Does anyone do that? Or is it it just me sometimes? No? No? It says that we share their weaknesses, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone. Everyone say everyone. If you didn't know, the Greek word for everyone is everyone. Just just want to make sure you know that, okay? (laughs) Funny, funny. Doing everything I can to save some. Because he knows, I mean, I can't save everybody. I'll try my best. I mean, some, it's really a choice that they have to make whether they're going to receive Christ or not. But I'm going to do everything in my power to save those that are in my power, to share my faith with everybody. I do everything to spread the good news. I do everything to spread the good news, and here's the big word, share. Everyone say share. Share Share in its blessings. Here's the incredible thing of God versus the devil. God said, I exist, and I'm here as me, nothing else, and I want others. I want to create. I want there to be others to share in my blessing, of my goodness, of everything good. Because that's all that existed when it was only God is only good. But the devil said, no, I want everything to be all about me. I want it all to be about this guy. I'm number one and everybody needs to know it. That's what the devil said the incredible thing about the Christian faith is we have this power inside of us to save the world. Right? We do. We have the power inside of us to save our schools, to save our families, to save our city, to save our country. You have the power inside you to change the world. What are you doing with it? Because If you're doing what he's doing, it's not the right thing. In either one of those videos, making excuses of why you don't share your faith. Or like Shazam, you're just, I just want everybody to notice me. (laughs) I want it to be all about me. The movie that we saw a few weeks ago, that was the problem with Lonnie Frisbee. It got to be about him. That's where his ego got in the way. It became a problem, and then everything came crashing down on him afterwards. What are you doing with the power that is given to you? Because you can choose to live this life for yourself and choose to even keep this faith to yourself, but that is so small of what your faith is capable of. Your faith is capable of moving mountains. Your school's a mountain. Your family might be the mountain in your life. There are mountains in every one of our lives. And God wants to use the faith that we have to move them, to do something with them, to make a difference in your world. So here's the last clip we got, okay? We're going to put this last clip up. This is when he defeats the bad guy. And to give just a quick context to this, he ends up sharing the power he has with his friends, with his foster family, the other kids that are in his home, okay? And he shares this power with them, and they defeat the bad guy. It's these ugly demon things that he's going to defeat, okay? So be alarmed by that. <laughs> but let's take a look. All right, that's good. They just cheer him on. Yay, woohoo, we did it. We saved the world. Yay, awesome. So, in the end, you can see there's a shift that happens inside him. It no longer becomes something all about him. Even at the end, when he's like, What? I can have anything I ever wanted? Doesn't give into it, right? He's like, No, it's not worth it. I've lived for myself for a long time. This is way better. (laughs) Guys, here's the thing with the Christian faith. It is so much better when it's with family. It is so much better when you're living this faith-filled life with people. When it's not just you inside your closet, inside your room, going, it's just me and Jesus, nobody else, nobody inside this I'll never share this with anybody. This is too personal. No, that's actually not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be so personal between you and God that you wouldn't want anyone else to not experience it. That you would say, this is what everybody on the planet is missing in their life and what they need for themselves. They need to know Jesus like this. And it's something where you invite people into the family of God and you say, come check this out. You need to come and see." Because it's changed my world. It's changed my life. And if you do it too, it's going to change your life. If you yield to Christ like I have, your life's never going to be the same. It's going to be way better. This is exactly what you need. This is the type of faith that we need to have. A faith that says, what good is this faith if I don't have anyone to share it with? What good is this life that I have for Christ if I don't share it with anybody? James says, faith without works is dead. And one part of that, one part that is good works, is sharing Christ with people. And I would argue, if you don't have a faith that is shared, I question if you have faith at all. Honestly, if you don't have a faith that you're willing to share with other people, do you really, truly have faith? Do you have faith in God? Now, maybe you'd say, yeah, I have faith. Me and Jesus are good. Well, James says faith without works is what? It's dead. That's what it says in Scripture. I don't know about you, but I don't want a faith that's dead. I want a faith that is alive. I want a faith that changes my world. I want a faith that makes a difference. James says, what kind of faith is that can it save anyone if it's all about just you that's not at all the faith that we're supposed to live right let's stand up i'm gonna pray it is eight o'clock so we got to get this rolling leaders you can come on up here i'm gonna pray i'm gonna just mention these questions i want you guys to think about them okay We've got two questions for our groups. Question number one, that list of reasons why you don't share your faith. Maybe you don't remember all eight of them, but maybe you remember one of them because you're like, man, that's me. Man, that one, I relate to that one. Which of the eight reasons is why you don't share your faith? And maybe you do share your faith, and I want you to share that. But if you don't, why not? And maybe you're somebody that's like, man, I'm not there yet. I don't know if I have faith in God at all. Maybe that's you. And ask, I ask the question, why? So, question number two. How can you go out of your way to share Christ with others? To inconvenience yourself. To be something that puts you maybe in a position to look like a fool. What's the way that you can share your faith? That is revolutionary. That's going to change your world. Amen? All right, let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your son who came into this world to not please himself, but to please you. God, we we thank you that he did it. He went to the cross. He died for our sins, and he rose again, that you raised him up to life again and he sent the Holy Spirit to live inside us. God, I pray that we would listen to that Holy Spirit as it pushes us, challenges us, urges us on to change this world, to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone say amen. All righty. What do we got?